Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Have you recently got into cycling and wondering, what should I eat while I'm out for a ride to sustain energy? Or are you a seasoned cyclist and would love to get away from all the sugary snacks that are on the market? Well, I have you covered. I've been looking for better whole food alternatives for cycling snacks to bring with me on short and long rides. I've been researching and trying different recipes, especially for the best, yummiest, and easiest snacks you can create at home. Download my first edition of Cycling Snacks today at www.askcoachsylvie.ca, tested and kid approved. Now enjoy the episode. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host Sylvie Daou. And I have a very special lady that, or woman, or cycle gravel racer that I happened to meet off a woman's gravel page on Facebook. And we got to officially meet at Barry Roubaix, which was really, really cool that a bunch of us ladies get, came together. So Pamela Harper is actually lives in Michigan and uh, she has uh, she's going to tell you her story but she started a gravel page that we're going to talk about later on um, for I love gravel racing and I'm like yeah I'm starting to love gravel racing so it's a pretty cool page and I'm really really proud and happy to have met her she's a really amazing woman like great energy and welcome Pamela to the podcast you. I'm very honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, my first uh, question is always like, how did you get into cycling in the first place? Tell us your okay. story. Well, the story is kind of long, but back in 2013, <laughs> okay. I was very, very overweight. I have arthritis and I had really bad knees. So I found a doctor who would finally agree to do surgery and replace one of my knees. Um, all the other previous doctors had said that they didn't want to do it until I lost weight. And I kept trying to explain to them, I couldn't lose weight because it hurt so much to move. So I found a surgeon who finally agreed to, and he now calls me his 1% because he said, people do not have it done and then lose weight. It's always, you know, another excuse that they come up with, but I had it done April 1st of 2014 and lost 90 pounds within a year. Um, whoa. When I went in and had my final checkup with him to um, get my clearance, and I said, is there anything I need to not do? Is there anything that I should stay away from? And he said, well, I wouldn't run a 5K. I said, oh, don't worry about that. I didn't walk a 5K before. Seven months later, I did my first 5K. (laughs) So I did those for about a year, two years, and then kind of got bored and wanted another challenge. So I went into triathlon. And discovered in triathlon, well, first of all, really discovered I couldn't swim, but then discovered. (laughs) I like that about triathlon. That's how I feel about it too. Every time I hit the beach, it was like, I didn't drown. Yay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Frequently I would yell it and people would cheer. So, (laughs) but I did find out, find out that when I was on the bike, I was finishing in the top women, every single segment Mm. on the bike. And I'm like, Oh, I really like that. So we did triathlons a while, did a couple fondos, and then kind of stumbled into gravel racing. And I love gravel racing because of the the ability to feel a little bit more safe when you're out on the road, not as much traffic, the scenery is better. And to be completely honest, nothing against any of the other segments or the any of the other racing groups, I've just found the people to be a little bit more warm and approachable. 
So that's kind of funny because like maybe it's just the the aspect of gravel because there's a lot of road cyclists who are into gravel too. Yes. 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 They are. <laughs> so like they you, are. when you're a roadie, you're really not nice to be around. But when you're gravel, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's true. You know what? A perfect example is the last race we were at, one of the gentlemen had a flat tire and he was on the side of the road. And another guy was riding by. And as he rode by, he literally threw him a tube. I, I'm sorry, I haven't seen that happen in other aspects of racing. And he's like, go, go get him. And I'm like, that's the kind of thing that it's not always there. Because I mean, honestly, if you're really a, a strong competitor, you want to win. Mm -hmm. so, but gravel yeah. racing just seems a little bit more like a family, a little bit more like a community. Yeah, I uh, well, my first experience was uh, last September at the eight hours herding for Halliburton. You should come up for that one. <laughs> it's herding sounds just lovely. <laughs> I know it wasn't that bad. But uh, but that so that was my first exposure to gravel racing. It was kind of like that road. It was back country cottage road. So it was mm -hmm. like kind of half mountain bike, half like gravel. So I'm like, eh, I loved it. And then Barry Roubaix was the next one. That's phenomenal. That there's just nothing to compare to that. I know that was I, I prepared really well. I have to say, I, like, even my clothing, I think my clothing was even though I might've looked like I was going hiking or something, it didn't matter. <laughs> you know, but... No, you go for warmth in that. And I've had the opportunity, now I've done two berries. I did the one that was in the fall. So we oh. had perfect weather for that one. That one was like going out on a, a ride at 60, 70 temperature and no wind and it was sunny, it was beautiful. And then the one you came to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I heard all about the fall one. Everybody's like, yeah. Oh yeah. And you were saying, yeah, we had like, a, we partied into the evening because it was yes. and I'm like, yeah, well, they ain't no party at this one. That's for sure. No, I'm like, we I don't even want to drink a cold beer. Right <laughs> yeah. This one was totally different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then you moved into gravels and how long ago was that? Well, I would say we switched exclusively to gravel probably about two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, so very new. Yeah. Yeah. We And we go, my husband retired about the same time he retired. We kind of went strictly to gravel. So mm -hmm. we camp and travel and go to races like every oh, weekend. Do you have a camper too? I do. <laughs> oh, you guys. I, I, I die when, when I was road racing like one of my competitors she would roll up in her travel van with her yes. head on, just like that's nice and, you know she just put her off to the next race you know stay and ride and whatever just like okay now that is yes <laughs> that's something i need to work up to but <laughs> well we did we originally started out hoteling we had camped years ago with kids mm. and then you know, it gets expensive and you want something to snack. And so I'm like, why don't we go back to those old camping days? So we started with a little teeny tiny pop-up and now we have a, a little bit nicer travel trailer. So we've got air conditioning and heat and things like that, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, we, when you're with the kids, it was all like, well, we're going to tent it. And that's, it. And that's really rugged. Yes. <laughs> I know I was fully expecting to tent. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm so glad that I found somebody to stay with. Uh, yes. Yes. That worked really well. So tell us about, um, like I saw that you kicked cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So tell had... us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I had skin cancer, which started out as just a very small spot and Whereabouts? Uh, on my nose, I, my nose one year ago would not have even looked like my nose. I had about 50 stitches in my nose. Um, I have a phenomenal plastic surgeon. He did a fantastic job. Right, um, he took you. a segment out of my nose on the side, about the size of a quarter. So I kind of had a little mini facelift because he kind of pulled my cheek over and put it over my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have you to do that on the other side too. I would just like make that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. 
So, but yeah, he got it all there and we thought we were good. And that was my birthday's August 6th. It was the week before my birthday when I had this surgery. So I got all healed up and thought we were doing great. And you have your six month checkup again to make sure everything is okay. And yeah, I felt great. Didn't see anything. So I said, I'll postpone that a little bit. And about five weeks later, we had two more spots. So we went in and that was just within the last two, three weeks. Um, that was removed. They had clear borders. So I'm good to go again. But yeah, I, it's not it's a weight loss spot. No, nope. This time I had one on my chest and one on my arm. Okay. Um, so I keep saying, I don't recommend this weight loss. Yes, I'm probably losing ounces, but you probably don't want chunks of you taken off to attain this goal. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. No, not like that. <laughs> so but so far so good. As long as that's all they have to do, then, then I'll be good. So did you, did you have to go through chemo and all? And all no, I did not. Um, I was fortunate enough that when they do it, when the types of cancer with skin cancer, unless it's something really invasive where it's spread to other areas, usually right. they can just get it by, by taking that segment out and they make sure the borders are all clean and that, and then you're usually good. Right. Oh, oh, see, I didn't read all of the stuff, I guess, because, you know, when you, you jump into <laughs> social media, you're like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's, I hope you're okay. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> you know, so, oh, I'm glad. So that wasn't, was that wasn't too long ago, was that? No, no. In fact, I, I still have one spot on my arm that's still healing right now. So yeah, that was probably, I don't remember the date, but about three weeks ago. So, okay. So I also noticed that you're like, like hitting the podiums. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what happens as you get older, your competition <laughs> dwindles. I know, that's what I'm like. As I get older, <laughs> I get closer to the podium. Or exactly. no, I have to compete with ladies like yourself. <laughs> I'll look and I'll be like, hmm, I wonder how old she is. You also yeah, you I, older. Yeah. You, do not estimate well, because I've talked one of the other girls who's in the age group above me, ladies, I guess not a girl. Um, we always look and we'll be out and we're competitive and you'll see someone right up next to you and you're like, oh no, and you got to beat them. And then you'll finally get the guts up to say, can, can I just ask what age group? Well, when she was at Barry Roubaix, she had a lady that was riding with her and they were going back and forth and back and forth. And she finally said, now my girlfriend is 63. She finally said, can I ask what age group you're in? And the girl said, well, I'm 33. And she's like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Man, no, I don't need to kill myself. To keep <laughs> oh, like, you know what? That's funny because that happened to me at, um, at eight hours of Hurton and Halliburton. And it's, it was just, it was overall women actually for our, our category. Yes. And so, um, so I knew, cause I started out fast with a, a lead group. So I, I kind of knew how many were in front of me because I didn't pass any of them unless they hung <laughs> out in it, at the transition, but kind of doubted they were looking pretty competitive and I couldn't keep up with them after I'm just like, Ugh. yes. And so I knew I was kind of like, you know, top 10 and, uh, last lap. So eight hours, it's a, it's a 20 kilometer loop and you do it as many as you can in eight hours. Gotcha. So you can, you can take, you could do four, you can do three, you can hang out, you could do whatever. So I'm like, okay, the last lap, I'm just going to hang out and, you know, take my time. And I'm going to stop at one of the stops and say, talk to the guys. And then, so I was at the stop and one of the late, like a couple of ladies, oh no, there was age groups, but anyways, no, there was distances. Not any, I can't remember, but anyways, <laughs> this lady that pulled up to me, she was not in my category. Oh, she, she was not on the same lap as me. Gotcha. That's what it was. So she was, uh, she had done one less. So I'm like, okay, we're not the same category. We're not the same. <laughs> like, oh, we're not but then this other young chicky rolled in and I'm like, oh, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. and how many laps did, oh, five. Oh, I'm just like, bye. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I can't I've got to finish before her, but, you know, I'm like, what am I doing? Hanging out. I just got to finish this race. 
<laughs> That's the other thing when you said, what do you like about gravel racing? Gravel racing still has the ability to have age groups. So you're competing yeah. with people the same age because I can be as cool and as badass as I want to be. There is no way I'm going to beat a 20 year old. <laughs> so well, yeah, categories, it becomes much harder. And I think a lot of women get very intimidated by that atmosphere. And I think gravel, it's a little bit more welcoming. Okay, let's talk about that. Because I had this conversation with a couple of ladies earlier on today, because I'm in a situation in Quebec, where they have two women's categories. Okay, that you have like, so it's, it's old style, like, um, it's so it's 20. So it's June, uh, no, it's senior one, two, which if you're yep. 20 to 29, you're stuck in that regardless. And yep. then there's, um, I think it's even moved up to 35, but anyways, 35 to 45 and then 45 and up. Well, so there's yep, only like masters, masters categories. Right. Yep. And, um, and I'm like, do, have yeah. you seen some of the masters? Like, yes. like really strong. Yeah. And they're 60. And I'm like, this is demoralizing. <laughs> I'm like, I would like to be in categories. So if I'm like a beginner in cat five, then, you know, that I'm racing with other people, my fitness level, regardless yes. of the age, it's kind of like Swift, right? You got the different categories. Yep. Um, but then, but then, yeah. The, so then there's the age groups mm -hmm. too, which is like, you know, I'm just like with Quebec, I don't care what you do, but what you're doing right now is not, it's not working with these either do it categories or like really like, you know, and see, in gravel racing, they have age groups, but then they also have overall. I mean, if you're very competitive, then yeah, yeah. you can hang with those that are much younger than you. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Cause that's where, is, is that where you won? You got, you podiumed? Was yeah, it, or was it your... At Barry, uh, well, Barry Roubaix, I think you posted Barry there, Roubaix, right? my husband did. Um, okay. And he got to say, he got to stand up there in the fall and then he got to stand up there again in the freezing cold. So yes, nice. he's done real well there. And his, you, he's got a really strong class because it seems like all those guys are between 50 and 59. Oh yeah, they've They're been riding for there. years. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing too, those guys. But we're, but I saw you podiumed at some, uh, an event after I podiumed this year so far, I podiumed at melting man, which was like the first race of the year. Um, my goal was to go there and just not embarrass myself because <laughs> the weather was awful. It was raining. Oh, it was, was that the weekend before that was the week. Yeah. I think that was the weekend before Barry Roubaix. Um, we had like, that six inches of peanut butter mud throughout the entire course. So all I kept thinking to myself was just go, 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 go. And I didn't really pass anybody, but nobody was really passing me. So I'm like, I don't know if that means I'm like last. And <laughs> so I came in and when I came in, my husband said, I haven't seen anybody come in before you that would be like in your age group. I'm like, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> Clearly. He says, no, there's no results for your age group yet. I'm like, okay, well, they're just slow. Maybe the machinery's frozen. I don't know. But that one, I ended up finishing at the top of the podium. So, and then the, I did bury and I actually bettered myself by six spots from the fall one. So I was really uh -huh. happy with that. And then I did dirty 30. And that was the one that I was in second, but our team won the team competition, which was the best feeling ever. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Team overall. Yep. Mm. They gave you the option that you could have um, four people. You had to have a minimum of four people. You could have as many as you wanted. You could add 30 people on your team. They would take the four best times and put them together. Oh and we ended up, we had five of us and we ended up winning the team competition. So that was the first time I've ever done anything like that with a team. So do you have, did you have to have mixed, like it at least one female or no, nope, nope. Just, just bodies. So, and I had put on the page, I just need bodies. I don't care how fast <laughs> you ride. I don't care how slow. I just need some bodies to go across the start line and then go across the finish line. <laughs> what you do in between, you I don't have care. to finish whether you crawl over. <laughs> exactly. You could walk carrying your bike. I don't care. <laughs> 
How long was that one? How long a distance? That, was that one they have multiple distances. As a matter of fact, that race is phenomenal. That's one that you should probably figure out. Um, they that have, in Michigan as well. That is in Michigan. That is in Saranac, right. Michigan. Um, they have anywhere from six miles up to I think it's 130 miles now. They started out with just a 16 and a 30 mile race. And it was called the mm -hmm. Dirty 30. Um, the one my team won was the 16 mile, which is fabulous for beginners. I love those shorter distances and some of the races yeah. don't have those shorter ones. And I try to explain to race directors when I talk to them, if you're telling someone who has never ridden or raced before, come do this. And they say, well, maybe I can do that. And, you know, I rode around the block the other day and you say, well, you should sign up for this race. And they say, how far? And you say 30 miles. They're not coming. You have no. to have these 10 to 20 mile races because they that gives them the bite. And then they'll come and they'll come back over and over and over. Because once they do it, they're hooked. When we were at Barry Roubaix and I met you, there were two young ladies whose husbands have raced for a while. And Barry Roubaix was their first race. Needless to say, they have been to every race since. They are absolutely hooked. But yeah. it wasn't a distance. If they said you had to do the 32, you have to do the 60, probably would not be the case. It gets kind of overwhelming and intimidating. So the one that dirty 30, they have a six mile, a 16, a 30, a 50, a hundred thirty. They've got everything to cover everything. And they've started adding even a run event in with it so that they're trying to catch all bases. So. Yeah. Sometimes it gets uh, too much when you start, you know. I, I, there's like an event in, uh, know a company in Ottawa that does multiple, like different triathlon distances and yes. like, different variations. I'm like, yes. how do you keep track of all this? And yes. sometimes it just seems like you're trying to accommodate too many people. Well, you know, I think at the end in of the their day. case with the six mile, obviously primarily that's set up to try and get kids involved. Yeah. Um, the 16 is more the beginner and they used to just have the 16 and 30. Then they added the 50. And then this year they decided to just throw an ultra in there and do 130. <laughs> and I, they had a pretty good turnout. I'm like, wow, you guys are really crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause, um, like the hundred K I never thought that I would, um, you know, it's so funny, Pam. Cause can I call you Pam? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So it's so funny. Can you hear my chicken? <laughs> I just thought to tell everybody here. Um, so for all the listeners, I've got a chicken in the basement here and she seems to be getting more vocal right now. She just got attacked by my neighbor's dog today. So I'm just watching her make sure she's okay. She's by far the heaviest. One. <laughs> Anyways, but she's clucking over there. Um, but so, um, oh God, what was I going to say? Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have even talked. What was I going to say? Pat? Sounds oh. about 50K, 100K. 50, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember, like, say two, three years ago, I'm like, why would I ever bike 100k? Like, it's just like, why would I do that? I've done that before, like in various events. And I'm like, I have no desire to ride that. And then like, last summer, no, last winter, I started training online, like what? really training it during the winter. And I did my first 100k like about this time last year. I'm like, wow that is the first time I've ever biked a hundred K that early in the season. Like maybe I'll go like bike it once. And then I got hooked on Strava. They have that yeah. uh, Fondo. No, um, I think it's like a grand Fondo hundred K like every yep. month badge. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do that badge. I'm going to bike 100 K every once a month. Uh, set out a route, bring a bunch of girls with us who wants to achieve a hundred kilometers. You could bike with me. And, and I did that. And that's when I did the, um, the eight hours. I'm like, I can, you know, eight hours, you know, th you know, four laps of 25 laps. That's a hundred, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, and then I did it and then I'm like, God, I can, like, I can still continue like bang, like banging off a hundred K. And then I did you know, I, then I did it during the winter. I started biking yeah. like a hundred, like three, four hours on the bike, um, every second weekend. And then I'm like, okay, I could do Barry Roubaix. Like, I yeah. feel like I could do a hundred K I'm like, Oh, about the weather, but I <laughs> still do 100K. 
and then I just like, it's just keeping going. And I'm like, yeah. I have never felt like this strong and confident, uh, like in such a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But I think it's almost addictive. You start feeling good. You start feeling like you're stronger. You, mm -hmm. uh, for me, the whole aspect of all of this was just to keep moving as you get older, just yeah. keep moving, keep going. Um, my mother has had poor health for a long time. And so I kind of have this internal battle where I'm, I, I don't want to end up where I'm immobile and I can't get around. So move it or lose it goes through my mind all the time. So my husband will tell you, I'm crazy. I won't quit moving because I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to end up like that. So I'll probably be riding when I'm 90. <laughs> well, I, I, you're totally bang on. That's right. Cause like I'm in my fifties. I'm like, I want to stay super healthy. And I see women like yourself who are, you know, like older than me, like in their sixties, like doing amazing stuff. I'm like, I want to stay healthy and riding and, and being <laughs> like them later on down the road. Cause I find just entering into my fifties, there's so many different changes going on already that I'm just like, I can't ignore being like keeping my health. And, and it's, it's, it's taken an, it's, I've elevated it from when I was in like my forties. It's just, it's, it's a crazy different feeling. Cause I used to write road race back in my forties and, um, and this is completely, it's a different feel. Yeah. And it's yeah, a fun it feel like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like you've accomplished so much. And when you look around, obviously you have your circle of friends that you ride with, you race with, yeah. Just in your general life, you probably don't have that many people that can do what you're doing. And that's what I find all the time because I, I work with girls who are younger than me and they'll say, I don't even understand. How do you do it? I said, You guys could do this. You just you need, you but you can start today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One of the ladies I work with started, she does Peloton, but I'm like, You're you're moving. That's all I care. You're moving. And yeah. I mean, take you take that outside. Exactly. And she's now talking, she's like, you know, the weather's getting a little better. Maybe I will get a bike. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you can come yeah. ride with us on gravel. It's safer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Okay, Pam, hold on for a second. Okay. okay I gotta go upstairs for a quick minute. Give okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, don't worry, I'll uh, edit this. Um, no, I'm making, I'm, <laughs> I'm making, um, like squares, like snack bars. Oh, oh, and it's time, huh? <laughs> I put them in the oven before we started and I just like, what's that ringing? It's, <laughs> it's the bell Hi. on the oven. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. So I'm baking too at the same time. Well, that's good. Cause we multitask. That's what we do. That's, I know it's, it's like, <laughs> hold on for a minute. So I'm, I'm like, um, I don't know about you, but do you, do you start, uh, because you're doing so much racing, mm -hmm. are you started? Like, how do you work your nutrition? Do you do more sweet stuff? Or are you starting to make your own food? Oh, we make a lot of our own food. Yeah. We make a lot of our own food. Um, yeah, that was, in fact, when we lost weight, when I lost the weight, my husband also lost a hundred pounds because we had, oh spent gosh. <laughs> we have three sons. So we spent a lot of years being the wonderful supportive parents. And we were at football, wrestling track, cheering them on all the time. As a matter of fact, we didn't even really know I had any kind of competitive drive in me because I was always cheering for them, which should have showed them something that I was that crazy mom at the wrestling meets down on the mat, screaming, pin him, pin him at the top of my lungs and screaming, <laughs> like, tangle that boy, kill that kid. I'm so sorry to the other mom. <laughs> but once they all graduated, you know, you have that time where you're like, well, now what do we do that the baby graduated? And I'm like, well, I don't know what we're supposed to do now. So that's when we started changing. And that's when we realized, wow, we're really, really unhealthy but we didn't have time to think about it. I mean, they were boom, 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 three boys. And once yeah. they grown, then, then we took time for ourselves. And that's when we figured out, you know, that, oh, we like doing these things and we can do them if we're healthier. So, 
Maybe how it feels when you lose hundred pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. A whole different world opens up. I mean, the things it's funny because back when we were heavier, everything obviously was focused around food, you know, oh, let's celebrate this. We'll go out to eat. Oh, I'm feeling sad. What do you, let's eat. (laughs) Everything was around food. Now it's more we pay attention to food, but it's a whole different thing now. Now everything's basically around riding now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so much fun. So do you, do you make your own bars and stuff for, for riding? Cause I'm we do more experimenting sometimes. now. Um, we have not graduated into the point where we're going long, long distances. Right. So we're pretty good usually with, um, goose or a, um, drinks, you know, some kind of supplement in our drinks for, okay. we don't usually go more than 30 miles. So we're good with that. Oh, okay. So eat oatmeal before we go out and uh-huh. usually pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oatmeal is a good one. Yep. Yeah. So no, I've started, um, trying to figure out how to make like better little bars. Cause I don't, I don't do so many of the um the gels and stuff Mm -hmm. um so i've been experimenting more actually this winter um just sitting on the the bike for so long it's like okay what how how can i fuel myself like i'm not gonna eat bananas i don't like bananas i don't know how anybody eats so many bananas they're only calories like (laughs) like 60 to 80 calories yep (laughs) and uh so it's like okay so I started experimenting with like, um, just making bars. So that's, that's, <laughs> I was upstairs. I'm like, Hey, I need to make, and plus for the kids at school. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. now is gravel racing as big in Canada as it is here? No, but it's picking up momentum. Like it used to be a lot of good road races mm-hmm. were around and even my cycling club cycle fit chicks um i started organizing a time trial but a time trial is not for everybody right, right? i organize a time trial because it's so easy and safe and yes. um yeah it's easy to put together you need a lot of volunteers but then you don't have to worry about cars and Right. And pelotons and and things like that. Um, so it's it was way easier to, I guess, facilitate. But now that I started doing gravel, I'm like, I have no desire to organize a time trial. <laughs> like, We've I know you. <laughs> I know, and so I I've I put it out to my club. I'm like, I don't know if I can do the time trial this year. I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> I just like really not feeling it, you know, because I'm like, what if we have a woman's gravel race, you know, and like you said, different distances. Yeah. Um, it would be like, what, how do I have like 30, 50, 75, something like that. Um, and it's like on one road, it's just loops up Uh around. Um, and they'd finished the same place and, um, I've already got a great relationship with the village and, um, and we could, you know, create something like what Barry Roubaix has, like not to that yes. magnitude, but, yes. but still like, like that vibe was so cool. Yes. It's the best. It really is. It really is. Because a- there's yeah. a few other races around here. Um, there's a race called the cow pie classic also fabulous vibe and we started doing i love the names yes the dirty donut (laughs) yes Yes, the dirty donut who can't love eating donuts and racing on your bike come on it's everything um but cow pie classic we went we've gone to every year this will be their fourth year and when we went the very first year um we were one of the very first people to sign up for it and i i can't tell you his exact number but not a lot. I mean, it was the first year and come on, everybody like could ride 30? your bike. Yeah, it probably, I guess between 50, 50 and 100. I'm not sure, but I'm okay. guessing about there. I mean, that's but good. That's good for me. Because I'm like. It at like a thousand. So in four years, it just has exploded. Um, and it's because it's great terrain. It's a, the community is super welcoming. Um, they shut the town down basically and we take over. So 
it's, it's a great experience. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like our village here of Wakefield. I know that they like, it's a huge, it's right by the water too. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's like a little destination place. I'm not, it's like 30 minutes from the city. You know, it's one of those little towns Yep. and, um, and it would be great to have a thousand people milling through oh, yeah. there, spending money, exactly shopping. Like they're really for all the, um, the touristy stuff. Yep. Yep. And it's always, it's great for a community to have all those people. in. I can't even imagine Barry Roubaix with all of those people. It's gotta be a giant boom to their economy because we definitely yeah. took the city over. <laughs> I know, or like one little section of it, but, yeah. and, um, and they, we even have a ski hill too. That's, you know, you could park at and use it as a yeah. venue. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and so like, I was like, oh, now that's really cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's we fun. look at things differently too. Um, yeah. that's my husband and I have talked and he's like, you know, maybe down the road, we'd want to start our race because you look and you're like, I like this. I like that. Hey, I know where there's a bunch of roads and you know, mm -hmm. it, and I think my understanding is gravel racing in particular is the fastest growing and yeah. You see now, you see eyes getting into it and creating a series and that. So yeah, it's, I think people are more comfortable with a little less traffic. Um, and gravel yeah. is so different than road racing. I mean, I, we do some fondos also and mm -hmm. they're fun and I have a great time, but you're more centered, I think, on really, really going just go as fast yeah. as you possibly can. And gravel, there tends to be more elevation, obviously more friction because of the terrain you're on. It's a different yeah. feel. It's more thinking, I think. Yeah. About it. And um, I find like with road, I've, I've ridden on these roads for like 20 years. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's only so many of these roads <laughs> that I'm like the south, the north, south, North South. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to go into the city and bike. Exactly. But when there's gravel, like that's because we're in the country. So we got all oh, the yeah. cottage country roads. Like it's just, it's almost endless. Like, you know, um, to think about the, the potential of riding, but also I talked to my girlfriend, um, you know, and she, she made it kind of like uh, a good point. Like, when you're just out riding on them, you really would like to ride with someone. Yes. Because yes. they could be very remote. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, see unless, that. Yep. Unless <laughs> you little, really like, are comfortable and you know your neighbors, you know all these people that you're riding past. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. But then you get into like, you know, like back like the cottage country or like just off these beaten roads. You're like, hmm. <laughs> I've watched way too many movies. <laughs> I was just going to say, it definitely is a motivator to pedal quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like where the road. Axe murderer out there. Yeah, that's I've right. I've never seen them. <laughs> these, uh, these farm countries. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I could disappear. So and I was like, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because I was like, you know, I was feeling like, yeah, I could bike everywhere by myself. But I'm like, I think I need to find a partner. <laughs> to bike with me out here because <laughs> on the road i don't care like i'll bike yeah you know right, there, right. that's that's a lot easier to you know stop and flag someone down on a main road yeah um, i'm very but, fortunate uh, my bike mechanic also i happen to be married to so i am all set there he's my coach he's my support he's wonderful um he's the one that created the page originally but you know he kind of just didn't do a whole lot with it and then i came along and said hey <laughs> Hey everybody, join my page. Exactly. <laughs> let's all be. I friends. think it's a great page. So let's talk about the page. Uh, the page is I Love Gravel Racing. It's on Facebook. Okay. There is an Instagram, but the Instagram one is not as active because we've really kind of focused on Facebook. Um, we've met and talked with a lot of race directors. So we've been given the opportunity to pass along discounts on some of the races. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, there's a few discount codes on the page right now. Um, put the date we put dates up, information, packet pickup stuff. I, I saw that that um, 
the U.S. map or the 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 map of all the gravel. I was yes. like, oh my god! I sent it to my friend. I said, get your race on here. Yes, yes. <laughs> said, get your your series on here. Yeah. He's like, what is this? I don't know. Just put your race on. <laughs> yeah, and there are races, particularly where we are. Michigan is huge for gravel racing. So there's yeah. races almost every single weekend. Waterloo is this weekend. Um, we're leaving tomorrow morning to head out for that. Oh, in Canada. No, and still here. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, they're still staying there. <laughs> Like I know but, where Waterloo uh, is. <laughs> it, yeah, different Waterloo. Um, this one's in like Jackson, Michigan area. And okay. they're sold out. I mean, that's the racing, the gravel racing here is just huge. That the company that does the Waterloo race for this weekend has added two new races this year. They last year had a gravel triathlon. Um, and now they've added it, they've made it a two day event. So one day is the gravel triathlon and the day before is just a gravel bike race. So they have that. And then they've added another race in October. So they have the dirty mitten. They have the road to hell, the the dirty mitten, the dirty mitten. And then the road to hell is in October. And that one is going from Jackson to hell and back, but he's got different distances. He's got like 28 and he's got 35 and he's got like long distances. So some of them, he calls them purgatory. Some of them, he calls them, you're going to hell. I mean, it's, it's a fun. (laughs) See, I think people are just like, I need to bike that. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. I need to bite. I need to ride to hell. <laughs> I need to ride to hell. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Because I honestly like that. Anything that's extreme like that, people are like, yeah, I need to do that. Well, that last year we signed up for, there was one in West Branch in Michigan mm-hmm. um, called the Sasquatch. It was the first time they ever did that one. That was four days after my surgery. So I just went to spectate. And Don wrote it. Also, a fabulous idea. Watch out for Yetis while you're you're cycling and that. It it's great. Did they I, have people on the side. They didn't. They had signs. But this oh. year, they just put up the video. <laughs> I just put it on the page so everybody could see it because they put a video up showing um, a Bigfoot getting on a bike and a a cyclist getting on the bike and clipping in and they're like, watch out and we're on to chase. And it was a cool idea. And it was a great race. They were and that one benefits, um, the U of M healthcare center in that area. So oh, good cool. cause, great idea. <laughs> so I think it's fun. Cause you just, ones. you have fun with them. Oh yeah. You know, it's like less serious. Yes. Where like, you know, you're racing, you got the race face on. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, how how serious can you get when the race is called Dirty Donut or Cow Pie or I mean you, you can't get really really you've got to have fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So your page is obviously for everybody. So this is what we're going to promote. I so go to Facebook and just search gravel. It'll come yep. up. Yep. I love gravel racing. Yeah. Make sure you join, make sure you share. And, um, is there any last words that you, and and make sure you find Pam at one of the events. You can't miss her. She's got the purple hair and the amazing, (laughs) beautiful glasses. And I usually have stickers to hand out to everybody. So. Oh, oh, nice. And and she's super fun and she's always laughing. (laughs) I I know. Well, I, I'm really glad that we, uh, we ended up bumping into each other. Me that, too. Because, uh, you know, just putting together that group for Barry Roubaix made me feel better about going down there that, you know, I would, you know, maybe bump into one or two or it ended up I was beside Nicole and, and there was girls meeting her and, uh, and then I saw you at the end and there was yeah. a couple other girls that I met that hung out the tent and yeah, it was um just like bring my tent, come and hang out. You know, it's always nice to have a place to, to congregate. Yes. Right. Like, yes. Whether you know them or not, I'm like, yeah, come on, let's, you know, cause I was by myself and I know some, some of the other girls were by themselves too, but, and so. Makes it nice. Yeah. That's started taking a tent and the banner to each race. Just mm. so it's a spot here. You guys can meet here. You can do it. You can leave your stuff here. I can't be responsible for it, but you're more than welcome to leave your stuff here. Yeah. So you've got a spot. Yeah. 
I know. I, I think that's, it's key is to have that spot where, and then, you know, you go do your race and then you come back and you find everybody and you, you know, you exchange race stories and, and yep. uh, yeah. And then you go have a beer and, and things like that and go suck it up. But so awesome. So where's the next event you're going to be at? The next one I'll be at is this Saturday. That's the Waterloo Grit and Gravel in Grass Lake on the edge of Jackson, Michigan. Okay. Um, and then I don't think we have a race for a little while. We were going to have a race the middle of May and they had to change the date with COVID. It messed everybody's schedules up and new races oh. have popped up and races are getting shifted around. So the Fast Fitty was a race, another cute name, um, yeah. was a race that was supposed to be the middle of May and they have now moved it to August, which thankfully we can still make. But right. yeah, a little bit of shifting. So we'll be doing some riding around here for a while and get ready because I think the weekend after what that was supposed to be will be Cedar Blitz, which is uh, you ride from a brewery and then back to the brewery to race. So, you know, how can you go wrong with that one too? Is that a race? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's too bad it's like really far. Yes. <laughs> it like is that 10 is hour that drive was, was good. That's a long way. Yeah. It, and like I said- in Michigan, it's a great road trip because I, <laughs> I followed you because I'm like, her. how in the world is this woman just getting in her car and just driving for 10 hours? <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was uh, it was so worth it. Um, yeah, so now that's why I'm going. I'm going to go. Pardon. Are you coming back next year for Barry again? Of course I am. I'm going to bring yes. friends. <laughs> I'm going to get girls and we're going to train for that. And then we're going to, cause it's going to be in April. It's going to be a little bit, hopefully nicer. Um, and, uh, we'll do more of like a road trip type thing. Um, I think getting there the day earlier is the key. Like I hate rushing yes. uh, cause I got there. Um, I got there Friday morning, but okay. I stayed, uh, in Toledo, um, the night before that's how far I got and um, I got like lost in the middle of like oh no Mennonite country well I didn't really get lost I was oh, no. I was taking a bit of a detour <laughs> you went on a scene I didn't want to go adventure. through Buffalo <laughs> oh, fuck. anywho um, I made it I did get lost but it was just a longer route it looks shorter but I think, I don't know, maybe by half an hour or something. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, but I made it. So, and I was able to relax like all, you know, Friday and then get ready and, and then take off on Sunday and Sunday I made it home in one shot. That's awesome. And after all the riding and everything and all yeah, the adulting. You know what? <laughs> I didn't feel bad. That's like, awesome. Yeah, that's another thing. I didn't feel um, sore or like um, I took it fairly chill. It, it took me five hours for the hundred k, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I felt really good after that. So that's good yeah. training. <laughs> yes, yes, you're doing endurance sports now. <laughs> yeah, I think. Riding and <laughs> yeah, I think road riding would have like I've, I've done road distances that long and they've like knocked me out. Yes. Yeah. And also I'm like 10, 15 years older now. So <laughs> I really got to watch yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. So this has been amazing, Pamela. Um, so make sure everybody for our listeners, you go to check out, um, and follow the, I love gravel racing. So, yes, please. Um, you know, she will, uh, accept your invitation and, um, and then we'll all see each other at a gravel race or two, maybe. Fabulous. I'll Can't be in there saying, Hey, who's going to this race? Exactly. <laughs> that's what it's there for. <laughs> I, I haven't got a group out here. That's willing to travel that far yet. <laughs> oh, you will. When they see how much fun you're having, they will. I know. That's why I'm going to work on Barry Roubaix, uh, next year. So. I'll uh, get a group together in the winter and we'll do some serious focused uh, training for that goal, which is, you know, halfway through the, almost into our spring. So yep, yeah, very good. 
So, all right, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks again, Pam, for jumping on. And now there's the cat. Anyway, <laughs> more animals in the house. <laughs> I know it's just my kids upstairs, but have yourself an amazing day, everyone. And uh, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram. And we also have a newsletter that you can sign up for so that you will get a weekly newsletter uh, share showcasing the episodes the previous week. And so you'll never miss a show. So with that, have an amazing day, everybody. Thanks a lot, Pam. Bye. Thank you. Oh my God. Wasn't Pam amazing. I absolutely love the fact that I've met her on a woman's gravel page. And then I got to meet her in person at Barry Roubaix. And she's actually a great, uh, instigator for gravel and promoter. Uh, we need more people like her around just being a shining light for all of us to get inspired to go out and do something different. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, just in, you know, just hearing her story about how she beat cancer and then got her life back after her kids. Like how many of us are in that situation where we put all of ourselves out there for our kids and then once they're gone, what do we have, right? So it's important to always have that and embrace your kids with it um, in those times doing things together. So hope you enjoyed that and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then... Have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.